Hey, this is Ryan Tucker, and welcome to the weekly podcast, The Unchangeable Truth. Uh, We just sit down with Pastor Stephen as he discusses his sermons from Highland Park Baptist Church, and we are honored and thankful that you decided to listen. And we ask you to go ahead and, and click that subscribe button, click that like or the follow button. And again, we are honored and thankful that you've decided to listen. So keep listening as Pastor Stephen discusses his weekly sermon. Hey, it's Ryan Tucker, and welcome to the Unchangeable Truth Podcast with Pastor Stephen. How are you, man? You doing all right this week? Doing great. Doing great. 20, uh, 2023 has been good so far. <laughs> it is, uh, it's been excellent. Yeah. Um, haven't really spent a lot of money and... Uh, you know, 2023 is, I don't even think I've gained uh, any pain, any weight or anything. So it's been, been a good, good yeah. year so far. What'd you get for Christmas? I got for Christmas. Let me think. Um, so I'm a shoe guy. Yeah, you are. I'm jealous uh, of your shoes all the time. I like, uh, I like the Echo brand. And, um, and so, uh, I got, I got two or three different pairs of new Echoes from my, from my family. I got a new putter. There you go. I love to play golf. I got a new putter. There you go. I was excited. That is good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Was, uh, yeah. My clubs are really old, um, but I don't only use them once a year. We should have a staff day. I hear you. It's Where? hard. It's hard, though. Well, it's, you know, it's 2023. We can, yeah. you know, we can put things in motion. We can set some goals. And I think one of those <laughs> yeah. goals, I think one of those goals should be, hey, you know, as a staff, one day soon, we should spend four hours together as a staff with no stress on a golf course. There you go. You can always dream. That's a pretty good dream, man. Yep, yep. Yeah. Yep, I know, I know some guys that pastor some churches. They play golf every day. Well, I don't want to play. I mean, I do want to play every day. I don't need to play every day. I got work to do here. But, you know. Just something to think about, Pastor Stephen, as you're planning for 2023 and uh, thinking about staff and staff enrichment and staff involvement. You know, that's just an idea from sure. one of the other pastors on staff. Sure. I also got I also got a few other things. I got a uh, 24-pack of uh, peach sun-kissed. Oh. Very, yep. If you've never had a peach sun-kissed. I had one last night. Did you for real? Yeah. They're good. They're so good. Um, the uh, Nothing like a cold one. And if you can ever find them in the bottles, whew, they're hard to find, though. Um, the uh, Matter of fact, I, uh, I was, had somebody recently that I was talking to, and they were telling me of a, is it orange? Not orange, Sunkiss. What was it? Do you remember? Were they talking to you about it, Ryan? Uh, I walked up. You were talking about strawberry something. Strawberry Sunkissed Fanta? Strawberry Fanta Zero or something? Anyway, uh, I don't even think it exists. I think uh, I think it's like a unicorn. Uh, it's zero. I did tell them that we have listeners up in New York, and um, and uh, naturally, we always talk about Seattle and uh, the uh, the Atlanta area, a big big area there. And maybe some of our listeners could go and see if they could find this strawberry Fanta Zero. Let us know if you'll uh, if you go ahead and find if you find it, uh, go ahead and buy it, and send it to us, and we'll. Uh, We'll reimburse you, or we'll give you a, a tax write-off uh, as a as a we'll donation. Test it out. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound good to me, but uh, anyway, I just I don't even believe it exists. We'll find out. I told him I said we'll throw it out there all across the United States with our listeners and see see what they might be able to run down. 
um, the odd uh, request. Yeah, yeah. You know, Seattle. You think of coffee. You don't really yeah. think of uh, strawberry Fanta. Um, but uh, anyway, also got a uh, I got a coffee. Uh, what do, what do they call what do they call the tumblers? They're really nice. You know, they keep it hot, hot, cold, a yeti? cold. Uh, yeah, Ember. but it's, it's not a yeti. But anyway, an ember mug. Yeah, I don't remember what it's the name brand. I'm just saying something along those lines. Oh. Are those called mugs? Because when I think of mug, I think of like it's got a handle on the side, and this is not like this. This has got the thing that sits in the top, and it keeps hot, hot, cold, cold. And you, you know, you take it with you to work and tumbler, tumbler. Okay, a tumbler. But okay. But you can't see through it anyway. The very bottom of it, Bluetooth speaker. Huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bluetooth speaker in your Tumblr. Technology. Technology. Yeah, I haven't uh, tried it out yet, but uh, it's kind of... You a, got a fancy you know, name on the side of it? Like, do they do, like, World's Best Dad? No, or? no. You know, who, you know who actually got me that? Scott Dawson of uh, the uh, Scott Dawson yeah. uh, Ministry, Evangelistic Ministry there in Birmingham. Scott sent me that, and he's like, "I know how much you like technology," and I'm like, "Yeah, I didn't, <laughs> didn't really know that." Um, but anyway, I will I will try that out. Maybe if our listeners send us this strawberry Fanta Zero, uh, put it in there. Some of your fancy coffee from uh, Miami. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, Panther. it's good. Good. We're we're uh, we're trusting um, 2023 that God's gonna God's gonna use it to do great and mighty things. God is a, a good God. Thankful makes me feel a little bit better. Thankful going into 2023, knowing that God's already there um, before I have to think about it. So uh, it'll take us a while um, to get the right date. For those of you who still write checks, you don't write checks, do you? I don't. Yeah. We write a few checks. We write checks. Uh, My wife, the, uh, the woman who does her hair. Likes still likes to get checks because you know you use a credit card and there's yeah. like a handling yeah. fee or something like that. So she writes checks and dry cleaners. My dry cleaner only takes cash or checks. We use Venmo quite a bit. Yeah, for some of that stuff. Yeah, I use Venmo. Yeah, I use Venmo with my kids. You know, Dad, can you Venmo me some money? Dad, can you Venmo me sorority dues? Mm. Like, are you kidding me? Sorority dues, man. Goodness. There's something else I was going to say, but we'll just move on. All right. Um, well, I got a, I got a question. We had somebody email us a question uh, to our podcast at HighlandPark.org email. And uh, here's a question for you. You ready? Go right ahead. Okay. All right. Just checking. So it's during one of the week's episodes, Pastor Stephen mentioned that there are many Bible translations and that there are some out there that you would avoid which of the translations are ones that should be avoided? So, <laughs> yeah. so I, we'll, we'll take we'll take the time on this podcast to talk about Bible translations, and uh, we'll start that question off. Which which ones should be avoided? Yeah, I would say that you avoid them all except the one I use. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> isn't that isn't that a lot of a lot we of folks about, are thinking? Right? Yeah, we talked about people taking things out of context. Yeah, like, uh, yeah avoid them all except yeah. the one 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 I use. Um, because everybody knows that's the best one. That's how we tend to work. Um, what are ones that should be avoided? Uh, oh goodness, the um, I'm going to say the the TNIV, uh, and that that's the one that came out. I don't know several years ago, kind of that gender neutral Bible. T- today's New International Version. Don't confuse it with the '84 NIV. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the 84 NIV is still 
believe it or not, it is still the most widely purchased Bible in the world, the uh, really? 84 NIV. But the TNIV came out and they, uh, they changed all the, all the gender pronouns and, you know, tried to make it a little bit more uh, affirming and palatable and, you know, um, and not only when it comes to God and stuff, but just wow. any, any kind of masculine type pronouns. And uh, there's, a, there's a few other shortcomings in that. And then you have the NIV. There's a 2011 version that came out that kind of continued to, to yeah. walk in the way that the TNIV yeah. did. So I don't want to say stay away from the NIV. I would say stay away from any version of the NIV except the 1984 uh, version there. Uh, also, you know, don't forget that there are paraphrases out there. Well, and I was going to say, like, it, when, when we're talking about Bibles and different things and translations, you have word-for-word translations, you have meaning-for-meaning meaning translations, you have thought-for-thoughts, then you have these paraphrase translations. So you're saying on the paraphrase, what are your thoughts on those? Well, par- paraphrases are good, um, but they're not me- if they're your main Bible, it can cause some problems. And the... The difference between a translation and a paraphrase is your paraphrases are, they're the work of one individual, whereas when it comes to your uh, different translations like King James or New King James or uh, the ESV or the NASB or NLT, uh, we can talk about those a little bit more in detail, but the translations are are a work of many individuals. So uh, we might even use the terminology, a committee. Yeah. And so paraphrases are usually, for instance, when I think of paraphrase, I, I think of the message yeah. by Eugene Peterson. And I know some things have come out over the last year or so about Eugene Peterson as the individual and stuff like that. But the message, the paraphrase that he wrote, when we're talking about just one individual, then you know you i think i think it can it can uh it can lead for more error and and i would say personal bias yeah uh so when it comes to and, and hear me i'm not saying don't use the message just don't let the message be your primary bible yeah it, it, that you use it's 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 one thing cuz i'll sit there and i'll i'll even in in my own study and in my own teaching i'll sit there and say you know what hey i'm going to I want to share this with you from the message paraphrase because I like the way that it reads. And in that rendering, it does not take away from the principle that the scripture is saying there. But that's not going to be my uh, I'm having my quiet time today and I'm reading the message. Uh, I would also say the living Bible. That's another paraphrase. uh, Kenneth Taylor. Um, But again, one individual and it can lead to that personal bias and far more room for error. So. Uh, I would just say anybody who's reading either one of those paraphrases, the message or the living Bible, uh, it would do you well to keep in mind that the words express what a single man understood the text to mean. So I'm going to recommend choose another translation yeah. for, for that to be your primary Bible. Uh, I would say uh, uh, another one to stay away from is going to be the... Um, Oh goodness, the uh, the New World Translation. Mm. Oh, my mom went blank. The New World Translation. That's a Jehovah's Witness Bible. Yeah. And so, in the New World Translation, it's going to remove any uh, deity of Christ. 
and there's going to be key theological doctrinal problems with the New World Translation. And there may even be those that are listening that have a New World Translation they didn't even realize. Yeah. Uh, they didn't realize um, what it has uh, to do with the uh, Jehovah's Witness Church. And then and then the um, the New Revised Standard Version. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm probably I'm going to stay away from that because... Uh, there are there are those that were a part of the translation team that are not committed to the authority of the biblical text. Mm. Uh, so you yeah. they they had some competent scholars that were part of that, uh, but their competency was in the biblical languages. And so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say I'm probably not gonna recommend the New Revised Standard. I'm not gonna recommend the Message or the Living Bible to be your number one. Uh, area of study. It's it's okay to use it from time to time as a help to another one. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna use the New World Translation uh, because of the Jehovah's Witness um, influence there. Nor am I gonna recommend the today's New International Version or the 2011 yeah. NIV. Uh, the 1984. I, I, I think that one would be uh, would be okay. Um, what translations? Would I recommend? Uh, well, I preach under the New King James Version Bible, and um, I think the uh, I think the King James is a is a great translation. If it weren't for the King James, then my goodness, we wouldn't have. Uh, well, I tell you, the, the the KJV was all that you had at at, at one point in time. Yeah. So uh, that was that was a key part. Of 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 growing up, um, the uh, oh goodness, use the ESV, is that right? Yeah, and NLT. I use NLT. Yeah, NLT is good. English Standard, uh, the New Living Translation, uh, the Holman Christian Standard. This is kind of interesting. It's known now as the Christian Standard Bible. Yeah, but the Holman Christian Standard Bible. This is something that the Southern Baptist Convention put together a group of interpreters, and this would have been back in the 90s, and they went back to the original text, and yeah. they did their own Bible, and uh, the uh, they released the New Testament, I don't know, 99, 2000, and then in 2004, they released the whole Bible. Uh, again, it's the Christian Standard Bible. It originally was the Holman Christian Standard Bible. What was the reasoning behind that? Well, they're... Some folks say they wanted to be a little bit more reliable to the original text and yeah. this and that. <laughs> Here, here's my two cents worth. Back in uh, Lifeway Sunday School uh, material, yeah. they would always, uh, they would usually use the King James Version. Now, there's no copyright on the King James Version, right. so you don't have to pay right. to use that and print that. But they would also use the NIV. There is a copyright on that, and, uh. and you have to pay. You would have to pay every time you would print that. And so some would say the reason why Lifeway and the Southern Baptist Convention did, did their own translation is so they would no longer have to pay royalties yeah, to NIV. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Uh, but I can, I can say this. Christian Standard Bible, good Bible. I yeah. don't think there's anything wrong with that. You, you did mention um, those that are literal or word for word. Right. Uh, versus those that are dynamic is the word. If you hear of a dynamic translation, that's thought for thought. Yeah. Um, and um, one might work better for study. Another might be better for public reading. Yeah. Um, I, I would say when it comes to translation, translation is not an exact science. 
Um, so is there a most accurate translation? <laughs> well, well, I don't know. I don't know that there, well, unless you go back to the original, yeah, uh, the original Greek and Hebrew text, and even then, that's going to be open for yeah. some kind of yeah. uh, um, translation or understanding there. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I would say you have a bunch of good options there. Um, when it comes to literal translations, and we use the word word for word there, uh, the King James Version is going to be a literal translation. New King James is going to be a more readable version of the King James, and it's going to remove a lot of those archaic terms, and um, it's going to modernize the syntax there. Yeah. Um, so those are literal. Uh, the New American Standard, mm-hmm. you mentioned that, literal, literal reading of the original text. Um, and uh, very popular for about 20 or 30 years, 80s and 90s was the New American Standard, but some are like, that's that's a little bit hard to read. Yeah. And uh, especially those that are casual or beginning readers, they weren't interested really in studying the Bible, and that's when they started using the English Standard Version, kind of in English Standard, is literal, but readable. It's a it's a word for word. So you've got word for word, King James, New King James, New American Standard, English Standard Version. Um, now, when it comes to what is known as dynamic or thought for thought, that's going to be the New International Version. Again, stay away from 2011. Stay away from today's New International Version, the 1984 I think that's a that's an okay translation. I'm I'm probably not going to use it a lot if I get serious in my studies, because there, there's a few things there. But I mean, my goodness, um, uh, if if you're like I like the 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 NIV, the 84, then my goodness, wear that thing out. Read it and read it and read it and read it. Um, the new international version, uh, very successful. As I said before, currently the most popular modern English version, but it's a dynamic thought-for-thought translation. Uh, Another one, thought-for-thought, New Living Translation. Yeah. Um, And I would say that's probably the most dynamic of the most popular modern translations. Uh, When it was first released, it sold very well. Looked like it was going to probably overtake the NIV as the most popular dynamic translation but in recent years the nlt's kind of faded a little bit while niv sales have remained strong all around the world and then you have the uh are you familiar with it the net bible nope the net bible new english translation uh internet only internet only version uh but i mean you can get it in book form but it was that's how it started internet based contains extensive notes on the translation which basically gives you the translation, and then you got to read down there to kind of understand what's going on, and it is continually updated, continually revised as needed. Um, I would say if you want, if you're wanting rapid reading of the text, probably NLT or yeah. NIV, they'd probably be the most, uh, the better for that. That dynamic translation. If you just, man, I, I really need to read it, and I want to read it quickly. If you're looking for a more precise study, then I'm going to say uh, the NASB or the ESV or or even the NET would be preferable. Yeah. Um, I would say when you're studying a passage, um, a good practice is to read it in several versions. Yeah. 
literal and dynamic. Now, stay away from the ones that we talked about. Right, right. Um, but a question is, what happens if there are various translations and they're going in different directions? Well, then you're going to have to study it a little bit more. Um, what issues of translation are in play there? What issues of interpretation are in play there? I'll give you an example. Ryan, if you've got a friend that they're involved in a, um, let's say they're involved in a play or a, uh, a live theatrical production, and before the play, you're wanting to wish them well, what are you going to say to them? Good luck. No, you don't say good luck. What do you say to them, Journey? Break a leg. Break a leg, my goodness. Undoubtedly, I am not in the room with very theatrical-minded individuals. You're not a thespian. not a thespian. Well, but you've heard break a leg, right? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Well, in the theater world, if you say good luck, that's considered bad luck. Oh. So you've just learned that. Don't ever. Yeah, don't ever. Let's say say one of your sons decides they're going to be in a play in high school. My goodness, don't say good luck. Say break a leg. Or don't mess up. Don't, yeah, break a leg. So, so, so here's the point that I'm trying to make. If, 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 if that's translated and the readers don't understand culturally what's taking place, yeah. they're going to be like, "Whoa, why? Why'd you tell them to break a leg? That's not that's not a kind thing to say. Why would you say that?" But in the theatrical world, that that means good luck. And so, a third. You know, one could say, well, you change it culturally, good luck, or you leave it the way it is, break a leg, or then some would say, well, put a a footnote at the bottom. Here's what it actually meant in that day and time. I'm just saying um, literal translations sometimes may not be the most accurate, Um, but um, get you a good one. Yeah. Whatever you enjoy. And read it and read it and read it and read it. And, you know, it may even be a situation where you start off with the New International Version. And then as you begin growing in your faith, you're like, you know what? I want to move on to one that maybe uh, deals with something or, or, or maybe helps me more in my study. The New American Standard or the, the New King James. I preach out of the New King James. Why? Because I have always. Right. right. All for 30 years. Now, when I was growing up, you had two options. You had, or I think you had two options. I, I know I only had two options. Well, and I think like, and I've heard you say that before, that you, you preach on New King James because that's what you've always done. But sometimes you'll set that, you'll set that statement up. And I think that most people are waiting for some like profound, uh, theological, doctrinally sound answer on why you do the the new king james and then you're like well just because i've always done it (laughs) well and i'll tell you as well though to me between those two the niv and the kjv it it kind of hits in the middle yeah and so for me the new king james when i first started using it was no matter what bible somebody's using if if i use a new king james they can at least follow along there just now heading Go with the yes. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you something I did do um, a few years ago. Well, it was more than a few years ago. Uh, goodness, this might have been in my church at Little Rock. I started using um, uh, a Christian Standard Bible, mm. and I used that for less than a year. 
And I'm like, ah, I'm going back to the new King James, man. That's what that's just what I'm used to. Yeah. Uh, that's what uh, Charles Stanley uses. That's what uh, I think MacArthur uses. And what about your boy Adrian Rogers? Uh, Adrian would have been KJV or KJV. KJV or um, absolutely. But the uh, so I, I I stick with that. But um, I don't know. I mean, why can't we agree on one Bible, right? Well, that, that was going to be one of my questions: is what, why can't Christians agree on one particular translation? Well, because we're fickle people. <laughs> right. What do they say? Uh, well, they say this about Baptists, and because we say it, because that's that's who we we have been, and. Um, I think you could just say this across the board regarding any denomination. Let's just say it with 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 Christianity and itself. If you have three Christians in a room, how many opinions do you have? <laughs> Four. Um, and so yeah. we can't agree on anything. Uh, let us let us agree that salvation comes through faith of faith alone in the Lord Jesus Christ, and we're doing good right there. But why can't all Christians agree on the Bible? I would say this. Christians don't have to all agree on one translation of of the Bible. That's the good news. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a lot of reasons why we can't. I mean, you, you have the uh, language barriers there. I mean, it, for instance, if we all agreed that the KJV is the one true Bible, then what are Christians to read who speak Spanish or French? Yeah. There's no such thing as King James Russian. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Uh, so non-English translations have to be made, uh, and there's nothing more inspired about a translation in English than a translation in Russian yeah, or Hindi or whatever it may be. Um, so, you know, I would say even if we're li- limiting our consideration to English translations, we still don't have to agree on one Bible. Uh, I, I would, I would say, as we said earlier, use many different translations. Yeah. I was telling you, I have a parallel Bible Yeah. that I was reading just this morning and, uh, a parallel Bible is when you have uh, several different translations all in the same Bible. So I'm going to open this thing up and I've got two pages right there. So I'm going to have four different translations, two on one page, two on the other page. They're, they're parallel. They're right beside each other. So the one that I have is King James. And then the next is new King James the next is NIV, and the next is NLT, New Living Translation. Boom, 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 boom. All four right beside yeah. each other. Uh, so, um, and, and it could be a situation to where, uh, hey, when I preach, I'm going to preach out of one translation. And when I do my study, I'm going to study out of another translation or many translations. Uh, you know, there may be times publicly in a public reading of scripture, like, you know, I really want to go back to the, the King James just because I love the way it sounds. Oh, I mean, go back to it. Kind of, kind of flowery. I'd use the NLT in a public setting. Yeah. Well, I guess, and that's your, your own personal choice and personal decision, right? It's easier to um, read, easier to say sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I would say this. So, you know, for instance, me, you know, growing up when I grew up, there a lot of the scripture that I memorized, I memorized in KJV. Yeah. And that still comes out Yeah. Uh, when I'm quoting it. Um, I do know this, language changes over time. Yeah. Uh, the first English translation ever made, 14th century. John Wycliffe, 
Mm. All right. Now I want, I want you to listen to John three sixteen, and it's going to be hard to even do this, but this is the way it was written for God lewd L O U E D E. I think they meant loved for God love, but they spell it L O U E D E for God loved. So the world that he Y-A-F, he yaf, he yave, he yave his own, O-O-N, his own begetten, begetten is B-I-G-E-T-U-N, son, S-O-N-E, that etch man, E-C-H, that etch man that belueth, or believeth, here's believeth, B-U-L-E-U-E-T-H, in him, perish, here's perish, P-E-R-I-S-C-H-E, not, but have, H-A-U-E, everlasting, here's everlasting, E-U-E-R-L-A-S-T-Y-N-G-E, that's like some of my spelling. Life. And here's life. L-I-J-F. Yeah. <laughs> but it made perfect sense yeah. in, in the 14th century. And so that was even before the KJV. So the KJV comes out in 1611. And we can talk about the KJV only movement in, if you want to in a little bit. But the the... You know, I always find it interesting, those that are like, if it ain't KJV, it ain't the Word of God. Well, let's pull out the 1611 let you read that one, bro. Yeah. Um, here it is, John three sixteen in the KJV of 1611, the original KJV. For God so loved, or lewd, it's L-O-U-E-D. For God so loved the world, B-E, world, that he gave, G-A-U-E, his only begotten son, S-O-N-N-E. That whosoever, W-H-O-S-O-E-U-E-R, believeth, B-E-L-E-E-U-E-T-H, in him should not perish, but have, H-A-U-E, everlasting, E-U-E-R-L-A-S-T-I-N-G, life. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. these translations, which were necessary in their time. Right. They needed to be replaced with translations that reflected contemporary spelling. So I'm just saying this language changes over time. Yeah. Spelling changes over time. And I would say Christians don't have to agree on one version of the Bible because only the original autographs of Scripture were inspired. Yeah. The words that Joshua wrote in Joshua were inspired by God. And then every translation of those words, I would say God's still moving and God's still working yeah. through that. Yeah. But there's a nature of translation that takes place there. Um, the Hebrew word that Joshua wrote over in Joshua 24, 23 concerning false gods. It was the Hebrew word uh, nekar, N-E-K-A-R, nekar. That inspired word can be translated into English as strange gods foreign gods hmm. or alien gods wow. or you can just call them idols yeah all mean the same thing it's just up to the translator basic meaning doesn't change and so the english translation it, it it's 
it's not what was inspired anyway, as most Christians would agree upon that. So I just say uh, we make a bigger deal about it than we have to. Uh, and I would say Christians don't have to agree on one version of the Bible because, uh, you know, having different translation prevents any one group or any one church saying only our translation is holy. We're the only ones who have God's word. Yeah. So you, you mentioned this KJV only movement. What exactly is that KJV only movement? Yeah, I think I think it's something that we've all heard of, Ryan. Except we 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 didn't know it was an actual movement out there. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Our 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 producer journey is like, what about the Hawaiian Pigeon Bible? Um, yeah, yeah, it was written. Um, it was written interesting. Uh, I'd say that's a paraphrase. A little bit. Uh, you also have that. Uh, what is the uh, language like change? A cotton man. patch Bible or yeah. something, and you know that that that's really getting out there. Um, and some of our listeners may look that up. Some would argue the cotton patch Bible is even uh, racist. Yeah. Um, but but some would argue it's the, the Hawaiian Bible racist as well. Um, anyway, I don't. I'm My dad doing. read a verse out of the Hawaiian Pigeon Bible one time. And in church? Yeah. Just to kind of do what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, somebody got mad at him. Yeah. Imagine no. that. They were just looking for reasons to get yeah. mad. Uh, so when it comes to the KJV only movement, um, here, here's what they would say. They would say, well, first of all, they say KJV only. <laughs> there you go. That's all you should use. That's the only thing that really matters. They would say that the a King James Version needs no further improvement because it's the greatest English translation of the Bible ever published. That, that's opinion. Absolutely. I would say if you'd like to use the King James Version Bible, then, man, that's great. Use it. Use it. Use it. Just don't sit there and say, well, if you're not using it, then you're not using the true Word of God either. Um, they're, they're, to me, you can't make that statement. Uh, they would say all other, some would say all other translations after the King James Version, they're corrupt. They've mm. been corrupt. Wow. Um, so really, there are five main classifications. You can't just say KJV only movement and that, that in, you know, that would give us clear characteristics of everyone involved in that. Really, it's broken down into five main classifications. The first classification of the KJV only is those who say, hey, I just like the KJV best. Yeah. And again, hey. That's your opinion, yeah. right? Absolutely. For those who would say, I like the New King James best, or I like the NIV best, or I like the uh, ESV best, or the NLT best, whatever it is. I, again, get you a good, solid, firm foundation, uh, a good translatable translation of a Bible, and just study it and study it and study Flat it. Flat out, study it. wear it out, I think is how you say it. Exactly. Textual agreement. That's the other classification. And they would say that the KJV, that's the best text base out there. And then the third classification is uh, what they would call in the interpretation world as the textus receptus only. Here's what that means. (laughs) Receive text only. They would say this, that the KJV text was supernaturally prescribed. Wow. And then you have the fourth classification, which is the inspired KJV group. And they would say the KJV is the only translation that was divinely inspired. Mm. Uh, I would I would disagree with that because you've got some other good translations out there that went back to the original Greek and Hebrew text. And um, they are 
they are uh, they're great by God. They're used by God, and they went back to the you know the divinely inspired original text. And then the fifth classification, there are a, a small group of folks out there, a part of the KJV only movement, that would say that the KJV itself is a new revelation from God. Wow. And uh, and most folks would say, well, that that's heresy. Yeah. That you would say something along those lines. Um, I do think it's interesting, Ryan. I uh, I looked this up. Um, there's various reading levels when it comes to various versions of the Bible. Uh, somebody <laughs> did a study, and um, that the uh, the KJV is about a twelfth grade reading level. Yeah. Uh, the New King James is about a seventh grade reading level. Uh, now I don't know. I don't. I don't know what. Can't wait till the NLT shows quantifies up. this. The NLT is not even in there. Oh. Uh, the NCV, which is the New Century version, I've got a copy of that. It's it's actually it's actually okay. It's a third grade reading le- reading level, and then there's the easy to read version, and I'm not familiar with that. Uh, and it's better for people that are just learning English. Um, so different reading levels there. Um, I do think it's important to know that not every translation is equally faithful to the original text. That again, some take a more literal approach, some yeah. take a more dynamic approach. Yeah. Uh, but I would say all good translations of the Bible do their best to stay true to the original Greek and Hebrew text and and to accurately communicate the Word of God. Um, and the differences among the good translations, whether you're talking about the KJV, the New King James, the NIV, the NAS, the ESV, or the ERV, or the NLT, um, they're not differences in doctrine. Yeah. That Jesus is still the, the Lord and the yeah. only one and only Savior. Salvation comes by grace and faith through Him. Um, so, I felt it, like we just went through a seminary class. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that. I don't know that our listener who asked that question knew that we would we would dig in that yeah. far. But uh, it's a good question. Diving into that one, weren't we? Uh, 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 yeah, a very good question. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, just to summarize very quickly. <laughs> I would say be careful when it comes to paraphrases. Yep. Don't use a paraphrase, whether it be the message or uh, or the other paraphrase. What was the other paraphrase that I used? The message and, um, oh my goodness, my mind has gone blank because I've been talking so much. The, the, the Living Bible. Yeah. The message and the Living Bible. Uh, make sure that you would be using those just like you maybe would use a commentary. It's not the Bible uh, this is someone's opinion yeah. when it comes to the Bible. Yeah. I want to have a good translation that 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 I uh, that is more important to me than any paraphrase. Uh, the um, I'm going to stay away from the New Revised Standard Version myself. Uh, some things there that I don't that I I I, I don't agree with, but but really I, I don't think it's that big of a deal when it comes to the TNIV or when it comes yeah. to to the 2011 NIV. I'm clearly going to stay away from those, and I'm going to stay away from the um, the Jehovah's Witness Bible, which yeah. is the New World Translation. And naturally, anything that has to do with Mormons, the yeah. Book of Mormon, or yeah, absolutely that those that's not that's not biblical. Yeah. All right, people of the Unchangeable Truth Podcast, you heard it from Pastor Stephen, and uh, thank you for your wisdom today. Thank you for the seminary class that we just went through on the Unchangeable Truth. We'll see you next week on the Unchangeable Truth Podcast.
Hey guys, this is Pastor Stephen Kyle, and I want to thank you for listening to this week's issue of the podcast called Unchangeable Truth. Let me encourage you as well, if you get a chance, go check out our website. It's Highland, H-I-L-A-N-D, Park, P-A-R-K, dot org. On that website, you'll learn more about our ministry at Highland Park Baptist Church. You can also listen to some previous sermons, which are archived for the previous year. And as well, if you ever find yourself in Panama City in person, come and check us out. Worship with us live at 2611 Highway 231 North. We would also love to talk to you about Jesus Christ. If you got any questions regarding your relationship with Him, having faith in Him, or if this podcast has encouraged you, or you have other questions regarding the podcast, feel free, shoot us an email at podcast at highlandpark.org. As always, our prayer is that this podcast would point you to Jesus Christ, would increase your faith, and would help you as you mature daily in your walk with Jesus Christ. God bless.